Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Kumi, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor. We have a lot of great stuff to talk about this week. As a reminder, you can watch this show with all of the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. On this week's show, we're going to talk about an ancient car that you can win downtown, the reopenings of Palms and Buffalo Bills and Prim. Really exciting news there. We're going to say goodbye to the volcano probably sooner than later at Mirage. We'll show you how to get two free show tickets with your MGM reservations. Also, we're going to talk a little bit more about dissatisfaction from last week's show, a cannabis hotel coming to Vegas, BTS mania, so much going on. Plus, another new arena has been announced. Wow. Can't wait to get into it. You can find all of our Vegas content, our podcasts, our videos, our posts at mtmvegas.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, I saw this tweet this week that said that Four Queens still has the same 2013 Mustang on their floor for people to win since, I don't know, I guess 2013. Nobody's won it yet. Are you going to try on your next trip to uh, be the lucky winner? Well, like how dusty is that thing? Um, Does it even start anymore? I think a lot of people like you win. It's like one of those things where you win and you can pick cash or the car and everybody's like, no, I'll take I'll take the money. (laughs) I wonder what the difference is. Like, is the the cash equivalent to a Mustang? Well, I don't even know what it now. The Mustang might be worth more in cash with the way resale is for uh, used cars. And this is a new car. It's a collector's item. Yeah, but I mean, a 2013, how much could that actually uh, be worth? I think, you know, you probably want to take the cash. At what point does uh, Four Queens, you know, call it quits and bring in a new vehicle? I don't know. Probably, it's, uh, probably costs more thing. to move move everything out of the way to get it out of there than it's worth. It's going to become a tourist attraction at some point soon, like a historic relic uh, of the past. They should just keep it going. Uh, you know, 20 years from now, they'll be like, oh, there's a... Take a, a selfie uh, in front of the... <laughs> The Mustang instead of like a million dollars. Like, hey, did you guys go to the Mustang and take a selfie? (laughs) All right, Mark, we have some good news in the Vegas realm. We have reopenings and we have some dates. Now, uh, Las Vegas Locally is reporting that Palms will reopen April 27th. I didn't see other confirmation of that, although that fits really well within the timeline. And I didn't see anything disputing that either. So uh, we'll go with that. Uh, April 27th for Palms, really good. Of course, it's just a couple weeks after you visit town, so you'll have to uh, wait for your next trip after that to to see it. But I'm really excited to get in there. Yeah, I haven't been there in oh, uh, in a long while, so I didn't see all the remodeling they did before they shut it down. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see what it all looks like. You know, back in the real world days when it became big and all that stuff. That's that's kind of the era that I saw it at. So I definitely want to check it out when it reopens. To one, see what they did before everything shut down, and then two, to see whatever changes were made since then. Um, so I'll be interested to see, you know, walkthrough videos as well as checking it out myself. But hopefully, it brings something new, something you know, unique uh, back to Vegas. We're, we've been kind of running through where everything just feels kind of worn and and old and aging. So it'll be exciting for sure. Yeah, and for people who don't know, they added a bunch of new restaurants, and we still don't know the full restaurant lineup, but. When they renovated it, Station Casinos did, they added a bunch of really attractive spaces. They even expanded the casino over by the movie theater and the food court section. They added a whole new section of casino there, which uh, felt a lot more open. Because my one complaint about the Palms over the years, it was built on a very small piece of land, or it's not very deep from the street. So the casino always felt a little narrow to me, and it still has that sort of layout, but at least there's some new sections, and uh, everything really kind of high-end and nice. So... Uh, good to see that coming and 
I'll be excited to cover that when it reopens. The other big reopening news is uh, that Buffalo Bills at Prim is going to reopen. Now, I had one source tell me in May, we do know that there will be a concert. Uh, the King of Accordion, Ramon Ayala, will be there on June 4th. What? And so, if, yeah, he's uh, apparently a very popular uh, Spanish uh, singer and accordion player. Accordion. I don't know a lot about him. Yeah, he's, the, he's the King of Accordion, Mark. That's... It's, and they're selling, did you see they're selling VIP packages? Oh, Shout yes, out to I Alicia saw. on Twitter. Uh, oh. $4.99 for two nights at Buffalo Bills. Uh, two VIP passes, floor seats. Seems awfully expensive for a concert out at yeah. Prim. If it was $4.99, maybe, you know, with steak and eggs coming for the breakfast buffet. But, yeah, I don't know. The Modelo gift pack, does it have, like, gold-encrusted bottles of beer? I don't, I don't know where the $4.99 is coming from, but... It's kind of cool to see it open. I know that's a place that a lot of people have fond memories of. And, and, you know, you did a walkthrough video of the closure over a year ago, and it still gets traction and people going to check it out. So you can tell that a lot of people missed it. So it'll be interesting to see what it looks like reopen. I've never been to the old, you know, before. So I'll definitely want to check it out. But $4.99 seems uh, just insane. I don't know. Well, you do get access to the that much? Yeah. You should get a Maybe ticket they... just to be the only person that does it. No, I mean, all the accounts, I hadn't stayed at Buffalo Bills in many years. I've stayed there once, like, a long, long time ago. But all accounts where the rooms were in pretty rough condition before it closed. So I wonder if they freshened them up, especially if they're trying to charge these higher rates. My guess is they didn't. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. At least, hopefully, all the maintenance has been fixed. You know, they should be hopefully cleaned well. Um, I imagine they had to be very, very dusty sitting there uh, for all this time, well over two years now. So, uh, yeah, it's good news, though. Uh, I... No, Buffalo, a, a Buffalo Bills was the one that had like the little uh, tram coaster thing or whatever, right? That was yeah. that was kind of cool looking. It has a giant coaster there. I was just going to talk about that. So I heard uh, no no confirmation that they've been testing it and keeping it going, but they don't have plans to open the coaster or any of the rides. They also have a log flume there as well. Uh, when the when the casino opens, they had been those rides have been closed for a couple years, and then they reopened in 2019 for the summer. And then, of course, COVID happens. So there is hope that they'll come back. They've been testing the coaster, trying to keep it certified. So good news there. But for now, it's just going to be the hotel, the casino, and the arena. And hopefully they can get more shows out there. Uh, but the King of Accordion, King of Accordion coming, uh, coming to uh, Prim. And I'm not, like I said, he seems like he's a, he's a big star. So uh, hopefully they'll sell a lot of those $499 packages. Although... Tickets start at $45, floor seats $65 if you just want to get tickets, which might be a little bit more reasonable, I suppose. And speaking of, you know, closures, openings, changes in Vegas, uh, it seems like Vital Vegas is reporting. Now, this is, of course, a rumor, uh, but it sort of makes sense that the volcano may be going away sooner than we think at Mirage as soon as June. So people should be booking their last uh, Mirage stays, making sure they get up there to see the, uh, the show uh, and Mirage could be completely rebranded by the end of this year, perhaps even as early as September. Yeah, that's sad. I'm, I'll definitely have to make my way down there and check it out uh, while I'm there in a couple weeks and, you know, say, say the goodbyes. Hopefully it's working. Half the time I've been in Vegas, it hasn't been working for some reason. So hopefully they keep it up uh, until the end. But I know a lot of people will miss it. You know, that was kind of like the the original, you know, big spectacle type of thing. And, and Mirage still, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, how people felt about certain hotels and stuff. And Mirage always ranked really high. So 
I know a lot of people are upset about this change. You know, you could have a volcano and a guitar. They could have figured it out, right? <laughs> I think so, but not right on the strip. I mean, that whole guitar tower thing is going to be very interesting to see, you know, how it blocks certain views that were there before. You know, I'm thinking of Treasure Island's, you know, south strip views, but some incredible views there as well. And then the price, I mean, the price of the guitar tower in Florida is pretty crazy high. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the property goes through the transition, what they do to the hotel rooms in the main tower, you know, what they do with those very famous, uh, you know, VIP uh, parlor suite mansion things that they have. So a lot of stuff we still don't know, but that start of that transition, that hard rock is coming sooner than you think. And uh, another Vegas icon going away, kind of sad. Now, if you do want to book the Mirage and stay there before the changes happen, they do have a special at MGM Resorts uh, for staying at their properties in Vegas. If you do a two-night minimum stay uh, through, I think, through June, uh, you can get two free show tickets. And there are some blackout dates, but I think the shows are America's Got Talent, Ka, which is a really great Cirque show. The Beatles love another great Cirque show. Blue Man Group. Michael Jackson won, and then that, that Tournament of Kings, which is sort of a strange yeah. one to be at. <laughs> um, that's one I'd go for. I don't know why you're, you're you laughing. Eat, like, eat with go. your hands. Yeah. Let's pretend uh, we're Heath Ledger in The Knight's Tale. Now, I will say everybody loves Ka, and I, I like almost fell asleep during it. I was not a huge, huge fan. I mean, the, the stage rotating and moving and stuff, that was cool. But, yeah, I was just, I don't know. I'm an, I know I'm in the minority of that, but... I uh, heard great things about the the Beatles show for sure. Blue Man Group has been around forever, so check it out. Tournament of Kings, man. Beer, meat, people uh, smashing each other. Let's go. I'm sort of embarrassed that I've never done Tournament of Kings. You know, I've always what? wanted to do it. You know, they have medieval times, of course, around the country. It's a similar style show. You go in, you eat kind of bad food with your hands, right, and watch them joust and stuff. So definitely want to do that. I don't think that it's on the same level. I would probably do Love. That would be my recommendation of all those shows uh, Ka, I really love that stage, and I think that makes the show for me. Uh, I can understand, you know, what your criticisms are of it, but I think it's really good. I still haven't seen Michael Jackson one, so, uh, but yeah, those heard, are good shows. I've heard kind of like eh, things about that, like people that weren't big Beatles fans loved the the Love Show, and people that were big Michael Jackson fans were kind of left underwhelmed with uh, the Michael Jackson show. So I don't know, take that for what it's worth, I guess. But the one thing is, you know, if you have gold status now at the MGM, no resort fees, book a two-night stay, maybe load demand, it could really make sense with these two free tickets. We have, I'll put a link in the description to our article that describes how you have to do it because you do need to claim the tickets within, I think, three days of booking. So there are a yeah. few little hoops to jump through. So uh, we'll I think make that's sure just, that we put that there. Yeah, if you have, if you already have a um, something booked, Go back and check in. If prices haven't uh, changed, then you might want to cancel and rebook. Uh, it also could be a way to, if you wanted to go to these shows anyway, check, you know, if it's midweek or something and you're staying somewhere else, like if you're staying at Wynn or Resorts World, whatever, check the prices of the rooms. Because if you're getting like that crazy time where it's 29 bucks a night at Excalibur, book it and you'll save money on the tickets that way, you know, type of thing. So definitely, you know, different ideas to, to kick around. Yeah, lots of ways to maximize. You can get high at nights for that. And so there's a lot of interesting things you can do if you really want to do this. So I think it's a pretty good deal if it works for you. I did also want to pivot a little bit and talk a little bit more about our video last week. We talked about dissatisfaction in Las Vegas, how, you know, years ago it was 90% satisfaction, now 70. And there was a whole study that we, we talked about. And I highly recommend people check out that video. A lot of interesting stuff there. But 
we received so many comments on our video. It was very popular. And it seems like, you know, people who watch this channel, Mark, really love Las Vegas, right? I mean, they're following us, talking about all the latest happenings and changes and fun things and interesting things. They love Las Vegas, but man, are they disenfranchised because so many people had comments about this, talking about everything from a lot of people complaining about resort fees, which is a sort of common one. Although I don't know if that's going to change. You know, the ship may have sailed on resort fees, but you know, less value, less for their money. Hard to get excited with some of the changes, things going away, like the volcano going away. It doesn't seem like the people who love Vegas are as excited about new projects like the Sphere and some of the changes like Resorts World, new casinos like Fountain Blue coming. They really are very sad about what they're losing and uh, how it's all changed. So I was really surprised at just how overwhelming the response to that was. Yeah, and I think that's something we started to see, you know, even before the pandemic was it started to shift away from value where they're, you know, giving you less and less and and charging you more and more. Even like drinks, food, everything became just so high priced where back in the day going to Vegas, you know, you could do cheap buffets, you could get shrimp cocktail for cheap. And there's still that around, but it's it's harder to find for sure. And then pandemic hit, they lost all this money. And when they reopen, they're like, hey, let's let's squeeze it everywhere we can. And I think we would have gotten to this point, you know, down the road, five, 10 years down the road. But it just like accelerated it. And it's way more noticeable because of that, you know, because this all happened so quickly. And then you go back to Vegas as well as they're having staffing issues. You know, your room's not as clean. You can't get seated at a diner, you know, for dining unless you have a reservation. They're out of food. They close early close randomly, all these type of things. And it just, it diminishes the experience. And you, then you throw in the fact that like so many places have casinos now where that wasn't the case, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then sports betting's in like half the States now where that was, you know, it was in one or two States before, you know, we used to go to March Madness every year for the opening weekend. And it was a big sausage fest fun, but also kind of annoying. But now you could, if you're into sports betting, you can just go to your local pub, your favorite restaurant, do it, watch the games. There, there's no reason to fly there, spend all that money and get a lesser experience in Vegas, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. We invite everybody to head over to that video. If you haven't seen it yet, join the discussion in the comments, lots of great comments and insights. And we really appreciate everybody in the community, all of our subscribers, followers, uh, you know, engaging with us, commenting, you know, as we say, smash the thumbs up, but we really do enjoy the engagement with you guys. And I was just really interested to see all that you had to say about the, the dissatisfaction with Las Vegas. Now we talk about one new more, stuff, oh, Mark. Well, one more thing I wanted to jump in, which I found is interesting. And it's so like obvious, like, duh, but it didn't really hit me until I read uh, the comment. I forget the, uh, the person's name, so apologize for that. But they said, you know, Vegas is just like a copycat for a lot of restaurants too, especially on the strip where, you know, you take the most popular restaurant from New York and you get like a lesser version of it and coming from LA and stuff. So it does feel like it's like, they don't put a lot of effort or thought into being like unique anymore. It's just like, okay, what's the celebrity chef? Let's bring him in or her in, open up a couple restaurants with their name on it, especially Caesars. Hello, Gordon Ramsay. Let's just slap your name on everything. But it just seems like it's, you know, the innovation has kind of died for Vegas, which was what made it so cool and unique. So, you know, hopefully they get back to that. All right. Speaking of innovation, Mark, and new things coming to Vegas, we're going to get a cannabis hotel. Uh, the famous artisan hotel. The sex hotel. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a hotel that apparently was very famous for, you know, swingers, things like that. I don't know. But they also used to have porn on the TVs. 
uh, for free for guests. Uh, but it's been closed, I think, for a while. It was owned by uh, Siegel, who uh, owns a lot of properties around Las Vegas. But he has sold it to Pro Hospitality Group, uh, which spent $11.9 million on it. And they are going to spend $3 million to convert this into a uh, property. So they're going to upgrade it. And then they say their hope is to make it a cannabis hotel or cannabis-friendly hotel. There are laws you know, being worked through for cannabis consumption in lounges, things like that. So that's their hope to be able to do that. They own a cannabis hotel in Phoenix, apparently. So this will be the first of that, you know, marijuana hotel kind of thing that's going to happen with lounges, all that. We do know that all of the major strip hotels technically ban marijuana from being used. Uh, the law doesn't allow it either. But I don't think that stopped many people at the Flamingo <laughs> from uh, from uh, lighting up based on the smells every time I'm there. Yeah, and uh, you know we we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago when we had the restaurant that everybody was getting high from the food. That this is kind of the future anyway. Like I could see this, you know, being pretty popular if they have lounges where you can smoke it in, and then you know working it into the menu and stuff like that. Like it's a good good concept. I think that's the future. We even talked about that. Like this is going to happen where there will be you know, uh, marijuana themed restaurants and, and hotels and stuff like that. So if they get the ball rolling, I think they'll get a lot of people. I personally won't stay there um, just because the smell will be enough for me, but I definitely will check it out, you know, go there, but I wouldn't want to be encapsulated with it all day, every day. Um, but there is a lot of people that will. So I think it'll be popular. It's, it's a good move. You know, it's better than porn and swingers, I guess, you know, longer, <laughs> longer leeway for that uh, to be successful. Yep, so we'll keep an eye on that as the uh, as it goes and as the sale goes and as uh, legislation changes. Let's pivot to, you know, you're coming to Vegas, we said, on BTS weekend. BTS mania hitting Las Vegas. They have the four shows. They're sold out. The BTS army is descending upon Sin City. And there's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be BTS-themed hotel rooms at some of the hotels, uh, a BTS pop-up event at Area 15, and then even the Bellagio Fountains are going to do special BTS shows throughout the weekend with to their songs. Uh, so it's going to be like surrounded by BTS. Now, we have a meetup for our Miles Points Travel, our Patreon Diamond group uh, that weekend. So we're going to be hanging out with a lot of people. But we're going to be surrounded by the BTS army down on the Strip. It should be quite an interesting experience. Yeah, I, I imagine it'll be kind of like EDM, but maybe not as cool costumes. Um, so it'll just be like crowds of younger people everywhere uh be kind of crazy uh it'll be interesting to see the bellagio fountain show uh i'll definitely probably end up checking that out because i'll be in the area but you know the rest of the stuff i'll try to avoid as best as, as possible because it's going to just be crazy people everywhere too bad the sphere's not open you know it would have been perfect all right well let's <laughs> it's going to be great i think it's going to be great we'll try to film some stuff see some interesting stuff down there so we'll carry we'll let you guys know on the show how it was to be on the strip during bts mania Although neither you or I got tickets, so we're not going to get to see the uh, the band. It would be kind of cool to see them, not because the music is for me, but because you know this. I don't I don't know of a band like in modern times that has this strong of a following. Uh, you don't remember NSYNC tickets? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe maybe back in the day they did. Yeah, I don't know, but they, I don't like know that, that whole they were boy this band era. I feel uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, probably not globally as much as as BTS is, but I feel like it's somewhat similar. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to be proved wrong in the comments. I'm sure they're just astronomically higher uh, or have more followers. <laughs> but Yeah, we don't want 
BTS Army, no disrespect. BTS is great. Please don't don't come after us. We we do think uh, you guys are awesome, and we're happy. We to love come butter. To Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, so Mark, I a story broke today that I just I can't wrap my mind around. We've talked about you know the All Net Arena that's on the former Wet and Wild space that they've announced that they have funding for. Of course, we have T-Mobile Arena. You point out that we have the Sphere coming, which is a twenty thousand seat uh, you know concert venue. Uh, we have all kinds of other venues around town. But just today, Oakview Group has said that they're going to build a $3 billion entertainment complex south of the Strip on Warm Springs and uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, kind of new, uh, near where the Brightline station will be if that high-speed train comes in. Uh, they've built this arenas in other cities. They acquired 25 acres of a 66-acre plot. So I don't know. It could even be the Brightline land that they acquired some of that land from them. But... Do we need another arena? I mean, we've talked, it seems like we've talked about this with Allnet, and then here's another one. And they said that construction is going to start pretty soon, that they hope to be able to get an NBA team there. We know, of course, we've said T-Mobile is ready for an NBA team. So, I mean, is it, at some point, is this going to be just too many 20,000 plus seat venues? I, I thought that before all the other ones came. So I don't, I guess the people smarter than us say, no, that, that isn't the case, but everybody's having trouble selling tickets. You know, and, and that's a short term thing. This this could all change in a couple of years and maybe they see that happening. But it does seem crazy, especially the area isn't like, you know, that's the opposite end of where everything's going to be going and growing. So you're you're kind of off the strip. Maybe they think this, uh, you know, bright line is going to bring people in and they'll just be lazy and stay right there when they get off the, the train. I don't know. I don't get it. But I guess they th- think if they build it, they'll have a better shot of bringing the NBA team. But also everybody else thinks they're going to bring the NBA team and there's no even, you know, truth that an NBA team for sure is going to happen. So who knows? Now Oakview has built arenas in Seattle, New York, and Austin. So they have funding. This is a real company. This isn't some pie in the sky project, but this, this sort of reminds me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this sort of reminds me of like before the great recession and I'm not trying to draw parallels, but all of these condo towers that were supposed to be built, Probably less than half of them ever got built. There were so many announcements of all these crazy, exciting projects, and then uh, they didn't happen. And I wonder, I don't know how all of these projects end up happening. Now, to their credit, they are also building a hotel and casino there, or that's what they've announced. I think they said about a 2,000-room hotel. They're going to partner with different companies to operate the hotel and the casino. So we might see a big national brand, you know, like a, a Hilton or a Marriott or Hyatt partner with them. We may see a casino operator partner with them. Uh, but yeah, the arena will have 20,000 seats. And uh, yeah, this is a crazy story. Just broke. Uh, we'll, we'll let people know more as time goes on. But I think they said, you know, groundbreaking starting uh, pretty soon. So this one actually seems like it probably has a better chance of actually happening compared to uh, all that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, an interesting comment on last week's video, too, that I saw was, you know, the water shortage, the water issue in the area you know, 10 years ago there at Hoover Dam, they said they're probably going to have issues with water soon. And then the growth of Vegas and all these new buildings and, and all these things that are going to be using more water, like mead levels are, are low. What do you think about that? You know, as a local, do you think that this growth and expansion is going to be an issue in the next 15, 20 years with that? Or have you heard any plans of how they, they think they're going to correct that? I'm not an expert on this topic, but I know the water allocation from Lake Mead basically was done when Hoover Dam was built. So Nevada gets very little because it had very little population then. And so they've negotiated with neighboring states, primarily California, to buy some of the water. 
And, you know, as far as I understand, yeah, we are definitely going to be in restrictions and things like that. They're making people take out lawns, you know, they're doing all kinds of stuff like that. But it doesn't seem like it's imminent that we'll run out of water. And I do think that they're going to have to figure out different ways to bring water from elsewhere. Um, I was just in Portland with our friend and I asked him, I was like, you know, how many people live in Portland? And he didn't know. So we looked it up. Portland has two and a half million people. So I was like, I looked up Las Vegas. We're at 2.8 million in the Las Vegas area. So we're closing in on 3 million. We've talked about how they want to grow it to 4 million in the next 10 or 15 years. Uh, it's going to put a huge strain on everything from infrastructure to the water to, you know, just the streets and, and everything else. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that I, I, I love the idea of a Las Vegas with 4 million people, uh, but it seems like it's coming. I will say, Mark, though, that just about every week somebody makes the comment. Every time we talk about Las Vegas growing or whatever, they say, but they're going to run out of water. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen, but it's certainly a challenge. Don't take it from facing. me. Don't take it from the Great Lakes. We, aren't, we won't give it to you. <laughs> yeah, we need to put a big straw coming from like places like Oregon and, uh, and up north. Uh, but yeah, I, they, they're going to have to figure out something. Uh, but there is still water in Lake Mead, even though it's low. You know, it's still a, a fairly large. And lake, every time so. you fly over, you see like two boats on it. <laughs> oh, God, stop. <laughs> All right. One last story, because we have to uh, follow up from last week. Formula One has been confirmed for Las Vegas. Uh, ESPN confirmed it. Uh, the tw- 2023 uh, will be the first year, November 15th through 19th. And then Las Vegas Locally is also reporting uh, that 2024 will be November 13th through 17th, and then November 12th through 16th, 2025. The first year will go at least partially on the Strip. We're not sure uh, where it will go after that, if they're going to use different parts of the city. Uh, but it looks pretty cool, and uh, it's confirmed. So we talked about it last week. I just wanted to make sure we followed up on that. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and I think that's a good time of year to have it, you know, a little bit slower. Uh, the weather's good for being outside and watching something. Uh, you know, my favorite months are probably... April and October. So it's just outside of that uh, for visiting Vegas. But I think it's a good a good time frame to have it for sure. So uh, that's going to do it this week. Mark, uh, I was in Reno yesterday. I'm in Lake Tahoe today. I filmed the Atlantis Hotel in Reno yesterday. So I'll have some footage. We'll talk a little bit about it next week. And we have a lot of other uh, stories to cover there. Um, I'll be back in Vegas tomorrow. So I'm excited to be back in town. We have our meetup. I'll be on the Strip a lot. So we'll have a lot of interesting things over the next couple weeks to talk to people about. Of course, BTS Mania will let everybody know what's going on. But let us know what you think about these stories, the crazy new arena, everything else we talked about today. Dissatisfaction. Don't forget to check out that other video. And thanks so much for subscribing, watching the videos. Like I said, interacting, being part of the community. And uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See you next time.